1: Guitar Nerds is sponsored
2: by Reverend Guitars, and we are very happy about that because we really love Reverend. Well-built, affordable, unique, extremely cool, retro with modern sensibilities. Recently, we've had a Jetstream 390 and a Greg Koch Gristlemaster sent to us from Merchant City Music in Glasgow, and we've loved them both. The Jetstream is a gorgeous, reverend original, jaggedly shaped retro offset with three specially voiced P90 pickups and a deliciously roasted maple neck. The Gristlemaster is an oversized T-style guitar with the incredible sounding Fishman Tele pickups, a Firebird style ramp and a tonal palette so broad you'll never need another guitar. Seriously, their range is massive. Choose from a fantastic spread of bolt-ons, set-necks, basses and unique signature models. If you love guitars and you love this podcast, then I'm afraid you're going to need one. Check them out at reverendguitars.com.
1: This week, Guitar
2: is sponsored by Chox, the Danish power supply wizards who have been specialising in power supplies for effects pedals since 1991. Chox is proud to announce that the modular future power generation range of power supplies is now available everywhere. Chox's future power generation range consists of the DC7, which is the main unit, plus the Chox 4 expander kit and the Chox 8 expander kit and the standalone Chox 4 adapter kit. Each of these power supplies offer a groundbreaking one-inch profile ultra low noise achieved by multi-stage filtering 660 milliamps at 9 volts dc in each outlet four selectable voltages and each product comes with a large selection of flex cables included Plus, much more, and Chocks power supplies are covered by a five-year worldwide warranty. If you've got a smallish board you'd like to power via an adapter, Chocks 4 adapter kit is the way to go. Got a medium-sized pedal board with some power-hungry pedals on it? Well, the DC7 is the answer. The DC7 will also charge your phone via the built-in USB outlet so you won't miss any important messages from your hungry fans. Got a large pedal board, the DC7 and Chocks 4 expander is what you need. Got a huge pedal board and Need enough juice to power a small village? Get a DC seven, connect it to the Chox eight expander. Visit Chox at C I O K S dot com for more info. Now back to the show. Hello and welcome to another spooky episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Ooh, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. I'm a ghost. And Jay Cross. I want to believe. Yes, exactly. It is the Halloween special episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. What does that mean, dear listener? Well, not a lot, Uh, because we're Halloween is
3: closer to next week's episode than this week's episode. Is it? Yeah. Because to, to, when's this come out? Wednesday yes. or Tuesday? Wednesday's the twenty eighth. When oh when,
2: uh, right. When's Halloween?
3: The thirty. The thirty first. Okay, no, it's slightly closer to this yeah. week's episode. Yeah. Very slightly closer. Well, this
2: is the Halloween special, the 289th ninth episode. I mean, two hundred and
3: eighty nine is a number. very spooky number. Spooky number. Very very spooky Ooh.
2: number. Ooh, but yes. There you go. Yes, welcome. Welcome to the Halloween special. We're going to be talking, but we're actually we're not going to be talking about Halloween stuff really in this regular episode at all. We are, however, on our Patreon episode we're going to be talking about Halloween-y guitars. And what is the most Halloween-y effect? So you can come and check that out over on patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. Here on the regular episode this week, we're going to be... We've got to announce the winner of the pink giveaway. That's, uh, I think... That's what we should do first and foremost Before we kick off into anything else We've had four weeks of the pink giveaway We teamed up with Ernie Ball and Bad Penny Effects And we're giving away a, um What are we giving away a, a, Sterling, a Sterling Cutlass Short Scale In Shell Pink Which I think is damn cool oh, like Single coil in the neck, humbucker in the bridge Super HS pretty. Yeah, HS, proper That's like, you know, Prince Pickup configuration It's very cool And then, of course, this Bad Penny FX, this fuzz that they've made, the Nerd Fuzz, their wooden, surrounded, pink, fascied, double, foot-switched fuzz in, uh, in pink as well, which is incredibly cool. And Bad Penny FX, not a company we really knew about, especially before they got in touch with me and was like, you know, hey, we could do this custom pedal. Do you think it would be good? but um really cool company i love the fact that they make those their sort of uh, embossed um like aluminium fronted pedals. probably just, i don't know metal topped pedals with the wooden surrounds i think it's a really cool interesting individual touch and of course they do loads of like custom pedals as well where they build pedals into old cameras and stuff which I think we have flicked through in the past. Yeah,
4: I think it's always got to be uh, just going back to their their standard casing. So it's got to be difficult, you know, finding, you know, if you're a, if you're a pedal company, do you go down the route of the standard enclosure or do you find your own your own voice in this yeah. in this uh, in this crazy pedal world?
3: Yeah, because it kind of you can go two ways with it, can't you? Really, like some people will will roll their eyes. Whatever you do, if you make a pedal that looks like a. An MXR or a or a uh, electro harmonics or something, people will just go, oh god, look at this, just copying other other people. And then if you do something that is, I don't know, like a jigsaw shape where pedals fit into one another, people will go, well, that's just ridiculous, how impractical, you know. So you just can't win. No, nah. yeah.
4: I mean, um, I don't. You can know go if... your own way. That's
3: what you should do. Just go your own way. Do
4: what feels right, man. I I don't know if you saw, but uh, Andertons are now stocking the. VVCO pedals, I think is the name of the company. They basically What's VVCO? they build they build uh, fuzz pedals into toy cars. Uh, so there's a DeLorean, of course, there's and, a DeLorean, and an '89 Boost Mobile. Yes, the Dark Knight Distortion. Uh, so I, th- I think the <laughs> oh, Boost the, the Boost Mobile and- is the '80s Batman, uh yeah. Batman Bill, and I think the Dark Knight is the. Animated series, yeah, I think that's right. And then the ah, be- oh, the
3: best one here, the Attenuator Prime. This is oh. wicked. I oh, know. <laughs>
4: yes. I'm, I'm so gutted because I had one of the original Optimus Primes when I was a kid, and they're worth. So much money now. they like them They were made of metal. I think the more modern ones are wow. made of plastic. So, do they? Do they
2: like commission their own builds, or are they cutting them into existing toys?
4: I actually don't know. I imagine um, if they were
2: commissioning their own builds, they'd have to pay. Yeah, know, no, there'd be lots be, of complicated things with the uh, you know branding this, going on.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this has got the auto. Like, I'm just looking at the uh, the attenuator prime, and this has got the uh the Autobots logo on it, which I don't think they could do if it was if they were building their own. This must be like thrifted um, yeah. thrifted toys, like you say.
4: I um all I want to do now is watch Transformers. I was aww. talking about it
3: this I was talking about it this week with because with like I've I've not seen the uh I've not seen the movie for like mm. Good. I don't know, 15 years. I feel like I was oh. at university last time I watched it. You, you're
4: talking about the actual, the proper movie. The the
3: the, um, the Awesome Wells one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're not the,
4: talking about the Shia LaBeouf movie.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, like. Whew. I've not seen any of those. Are they no, any good? No, me neither. No,
4: they're not going to be good. I mean, I've seen the first one. I mean, it's, the it's crazy... thing bonkers th-
2: high-budget
3: action movie. I mean,
4: and how, I mean, how bad can it be? I think the fourth one Shia is like LaBeouf. one of the top 10 highest-grossing films of all time, which is really? pretty crazy, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I
3: actually don't know anything about any of those movies. I know Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox are in them, but I don't know anything else. But the I absolutely loved the uh, 1989, 1987, whatever it is, um, the original one with awesome Wells. Uh...
2: <laughs> there is a Californian champagne. <laughs> yeah. You, you, know, you guys know what I'm doing? Yeah, it's a uh, it's an awesome Wells advert that he did when he was in the sort of, yeah. br- at the height of his alcoholism. Oh, he was just... he was drunk when filming the advert and there are some wonderful outtakes available on on YouTube. It's I, I use it as kind of a real like a uh, a mantra of mine. It is a uh, it's <laughs> it's like that's my aspiration is to be Awesome Welles in that advert. Oh, but, um, sorry, anyway, yes. No,
3: that's alright. Yeah, it's ni- 1986. Uh awesome well's last role, in fact. Mm. Um Leonard Nimoy is in this. I don't remember of that.
2: Of course he is. Leonard Nimoy should
3: be in Oh, everything. Leonard Nimoy's Galvatron. Oh, that's pretty, oh, really? cool. that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
4: very good. That's very good. Um Go ooh, I was gonna say one one bit of uh one bit of news that I don't know if you saw Jay, but I think we should just quickly talk about this before we get into guitar stuff.
2: You're going to shoehorn something else non-guitari at the start of this
4: podcast? Uh, I just, no, well, actually, it's very musical related. Oh, that's good. Um, Moog announced the Claravox Centennial, a tribute to the um, theremin player Clara Rockmore. I thought who, about adding uh, this to the regular the news because pi- it's just so exciting. She was the pioneer of the theremin a uh, hundred years ago. Wow. And um, they've just released this absolutely incredible looking new theremin, uh, which includes bucket brigade uh, delay, MIDI, USB, uh, all CV adjustable. It looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, it sounds amazing. The video they've shot is Just uh, incredible, but really one of the sort of real early pioneer of of music and to be a sort of, um, Mm. you know, female musician at that point, doing something so out there, uh, you know, playing a theremin, you know, the first electronic instrument, I think uh, it's just really, really cool. Yeah, a little bit. Go on, sorry, Joe. I was just going to say a
2: little bit of chatter about, you know, whether or not this will change Sort of the the popular use of the Theremin because it's so usable. Um, I d-
3: I don't think it will because no? to be to be honest with you, I feel like you know the Theremini has been out for so long. I guess um, so. Yeah, and, I guess so. You know this this the 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 is a lot more money. A lot right. more money. I mean, oh, I didn't look, look at price actually. Yeah, it looks like it's about fifteen hundred quid for the for mm. the for the Claravox. But don't get me wrong, it it looks incredible. The one of the problems I've got with the Theramini is it. Well, I mean, it, it looks like the Starship Enterprise. Actually, actually, that's not a problem that I have with it because I think that's extremely <laughs> cool. But that's a problem that a lot of people would have with it. Like, yes. there's no way that Packham would be allowed to have a Thera Mini in his house. But <laughs> the Claravox with its kind of like, uh, you know. Fabriced front and wood panel sides and gold finished antennas. Uh, you know that's that's the sort of thing that a lot of people would be allowed to to have, like just sort of out and about. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks it looks incredible. It looks truly, truly, truly incredible. Uh, I I completely miss this. Um, yeah. I love and it. I think it's I think it's amazing.
4: And a little uh, a slightly scary sounding instrument.
2: Ah, ah yes how very Halloween themed. Wonderful. There we are. We are the Halloween special episode.
4: <laughs> That's anyway. it. That's the only talk <laughs> of Halloween.
2: <laughs> to the Patreon. We are gonna we're even taking Halloween themed questions from the, the Facebook group. <laughs> Have you ever our... seen a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> in the Patreon. But yes, uh we're gonna anyway, we need to announce the winner of this giveaway. So this pink giveaway, as I said, Sterling Cutler Short Scale and the Bad Penny Fuzz. We had four and a half thousand entries across social i limited social to instagram and uh facebook because i can't be bothered with twitter but um so it was across those two platforms and we picked a winner from the four and a half thousand entries the winner has been selected from instagram and uh congratulations to corbin underscore lay uh corbin lay which I, i believe is is uh, the chap's name. Uh, We'll be in touch over Instagram and we'll be announcing the winner across all our social. Um, So yes, so get back to us and we'll send the guitar and the pedal out to you. Well done and congratulations.
3: We didn't hear the spinny thing.
2: Uh, No, I decided to abandon. It just seems like a bit of a weird dead air sort of moment. Doesn't it Me going, oh, I'm spinning a wheel? I might as well just, you know, just Just do do a randomizer before we record and then do it that way. So yes, well done, Corbin Lay. Um and you know, and thank you very much to Bad Penny Effects and to Ernie Ball Music Man for getting involved um, in this giveaway with us. We're gonna be doing some more giveaways um, very soon, certainly before the end of the year. But anyway, on to some guitar based stuff. Oh my goodness! We had an entire bunch, like every single choc's power supply turn up the other day. I chock full a chock full of chocks. A chock full of chocks. Um, and they're absolutely fantastic. In fact, me and Matt are going to be doing um, a, a podcast with Paul Chocks um, uh, from Chocks Power Supplies in a in a few weeks, talking about his incredible range of power supplies. But my goodness, they do. A, there's such a substantial range of different power supplies, and they seem to have thought of everything. Obviously, the, the the thing with Chucks power supplies that I think separates them from a lot of uh, other uh, power supply companies is the use of RCA connectors. Um, yes, for all of their power pins.
4: I remember that on the old Cole Martin, big. I think it was called the Big John. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, they saying that? I'm sure the I big saw. The
2: Big John is a Chucks pedal.
4: Well, I wonder if uh, no, maybe not. I'm sure it's called Big John. It's mm. called John something. John Big power. John is the name of one of the power supplies. Yeah, I've just, uh, I've, just I've just seen. So right, yeah oh, there you go. Maybe I I dreamt it up at some point. As well. Who knows?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure.
4: But they do. There's
2: such a massive range. And you know, what I really like about the Choc stuff is that they kind of they think about pedalboard profiling as well. So as more pedal boards come out or become standardised in the world, they redesign their pedal boards with like slimmer profiles or different things like that to make sure that they can fit under the most popular boards obviously they primarily look towards pedal train and things like that but you know but i love the way they work they've got those matt what are those things called the little tiny switches dip switches is it dip switches <laughs> Yes, that's what they're called. They have the little dip switches on the front. So that, that? yeah, yes, you've got a point. (laughs) One point to Matt, and he goes into the lead (laughs) (laughs) every week's a quiz. Every week's a quiz. But um, all all their power supply, or you know, sort of the bulk of their power supplies, things like I love the trucks four because it's tiny. Um, you know, fits fits on a a, a, any of the flat boards, things like pedal train nano. Um, or the metro range which are the flat pedal train range and you've got those uh you've got two dip switches on each of those controllers and then of course each of those that gives you four possible um uh, orders you know of of how those two dip switches are which give you access to an to a nine uh, 12 15 and 18 volt dc um delivering like 660 milliamps at 9 volts and and obviously it, it Know, it goes down the, the more volts that you're applying.
4: And um, with, because obviously their newest one, I think, was the DC-7. I yeah, that's like that's, their
2: flagship one. It's
4: like, I think, is it modular as well? So you can use that one to power one of the smaller ones? That's right.
2: You can use the DC-5 or the DC-10, which is their professional link series of uh, power supplies. And you can add those on to make a, a super big board. Super big power supply, which is quite usable, I think, because then you could potentially, you know, have one for a smaller board and then take the power supply off and reuse it with something else for a larger board. They do also do like massive things. They do their their largest one is called the Chocolate.
4: I was going to say, I wish we'd I wish we'd stocked this when we were at GAC (laughs) because the amount of times that I was doing pedal boards, and Jay as well, talking about power supplies, and it's like, Foodie Labs Mondo, it's the only one you can get, and it was mm-hmm. absolutely mahoosive. Yeah. Um, this looks way better. Um,
2: yeah. 16 outlets in 12 isolated sections.
4: Can even power 40-volt pedals. I can't even <laughs> think of a 40-volt pedal. But, uh, <laughs> it's the, massive. They've sent the, us uh, one.
3: On the Black Star uh valve
4: pedals, they're 40%, oh, think, are not they? Yes, they may well be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean s- you could probably
3: power a Tesla from this.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Just drive down the shops and back,
3: <laughs> you know.
2: <clears throat> I can't remember which one, and obviously we'll be speaking to Paul Chucks in more detail about his power supplies, but um but some of them you can um uh you can charge off of like a phone charger brick or you could run off of a like a power
4: uh, brick. Yeah. But I think that's that's cool. really cool. I know that the Voodoo Labs ones were doing something similar, you know, sort mm. of they were a a power brick basically. You can charge them off a phone adapter. Really really good for like portability and fly rigs mm. and stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. A really good backup and especially good if you're I don't know, if you're like playing overseas or anything like that, um and don't have the correct plug. Very useful. But yeah, just massive range of power supplies all seem really good. Because they, they all come with those RCA cables, which are less common, um, they also all come with a, a large number of flex cables. Like I think I've got as as much as many bags of flex cables, you know, as I as I have power careful. supplies that they've oh, sent careful. me. <laughs> I was no, sure where yes, no, you with that. No, no, I just meant they'd sent a lot of flex cables because oh, okay, cool. they have varying lengths, and then they have you know varying options, including uh, voltage doublers and things like that. So um,
3: voltage, like I, I realize this makes me sound like a child, but the the idea that you can, if you've got an 18 volt power supply, you can just combine two nine volts with one of those cables and then all of a sudden it will power an 18 volt house 80 volt pedal that is mind-boggling to me like it's just I just don't see how it works it's just going like magic we're just mm. turning on two taps and of course that <laughs> that makes sense it makes complete sense but when you look at it i just like no that no you can't do that that's not safe but it is and it works and it's yeah it's great i love it i love it yeah yes they, well
2: I mean they are really
1: really I might need to go for a walk <laughs> 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 then
3: talk of power supplies is is freaking me out.
2: Well it was really convenient actually because when I went to Ashdown the other week they gave me their their whole range of Pro effects which are all their like eighteen volt compressors and yeah I took them at the time and I was like I definitely don't have anything that runs eighteen volt at home. Um but now yeah, swimming I'm, in it. It's swimming torture. in chocolate. Yeah, now I'm literally yeah, there's chocolate everywhere. Um, and i can run eighteen volt compressors which is everything i've always wanted um now matt you uh you uh you got some new pedals this week
4: i did i did uh, i got a bunch of exciting stuff um i was actually uh thanks to uh various friends uh i have um <laughs> managed shall to- not be named <laughs> <laughs> i managed to acquire the range of uh signature tone city pedals from various uh, either Anderson's people or otherwise. So there's. the... I didn't even
2: know Tone City were doing signature stuff until you sent it to. Them. Yeah,
4: they they they've they basically made uh, they're based off ones they already uh, they already make. So they do a, right. a Danish peat one called the Durple. Um, What's that based on? It is based off their um, a kind of light to mid gain overdrive uh, on which is a pedal called the Mandagora, right. Or the Mandragora. Um, which actually is it's kind of like it's a Dane type vibe, I guess, is obviously that sort of um, you know, li- light to to mid ish gain. Um, but it's quite nice because it's got a mid control that helps cut through a little bit more. Um, I mean, I've got to say off the bat, I was like, oh, you know, and I obviously sold loads of them when I used to be at Anderson's, and I was like, I actually sat down and plugged them in, and I was like, these sound really good. Like really, the 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 Danish Pete one, the Derp one, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm into that. This, this is like all me. I think just in terms of the, um, in terms of the sound, everything. I was like, this is great. It's Like. Nice kind of light crunch boost into a sort of mildly pushed amp already. Um, can get a bit more gainy if you want it to be just you know really really musical. Did um, um
2: did the size of the pedal get on your nerves a bit? Or?
4: It did a little bit, but I put it on the Marcus Deluxe pedal board. I did see that you
2: did that, so it uh, looked great on
4: that. So I've just got I was like, oh, you know, if I do that, then I'm sort of touching with my hand and uh you know, it's a bit different than putting it on a on a pedal and you know it's just wobbling all over the place because your foot's so big and the pedal's so small and then you know you trip and you break your ankle and you know that's why uh you know you should shouldn't use mini pedals on a, on a pedal. Yeah. Um hands
2: are smaller than feet.
4: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I got the the Wild Fro, which is the Rabier which is obviously super high gain. Uh, That's a based- great name. That's yeah. a
3: fantastic name
4: um based off um i assume
3: that's like a kind of really light transparent yeah it's it's a clean boost yeah nice really clean in fact actually what it does is it turns everything down i assume the the
4: reverse boost yes exactly Um, yeah yeah. the make quieter make quieter (laughs) um so yeah based off i think their wildfire distortion so pretty high gain uh, it's got a switch that's just got more gain um so i assume mean, he uh, i assume he
3: is like broken that switch off
4: yeah
2: yeah he's
3: just turned it down and then he's just it's, broken it, the switch it, off just it pushed in case. it even yeah, further yeah i mean his down. name's
2: rabia not morgan they should have really got that one right from the <laughs> from the start Morgane. <laughs>
4: morgan <game. laughs> oh dear oh, um, really um but yeah really really good not my bag as much um very very high gain uh, and if you're used to chugging then maybe this is probably a bit more your thing uh and then finally the greg cock little heat uh which is based off their i think the sweet cream overdrive um it sounds amazing it sounds really really good great for that kind of well i mean his sort of playing style that sort of um country blues and it's really Um, sort of touch sensitive. So you know you can really dig in, great for lead stuff, but then you can sort of dial it back a little bit for um for a little bit more rhythm work. So all in all, 45 pounds a pop, I'd say (laughs) really good. Wow. Really, really good. They've really actually like I remember when I first started at Anthony's and I was like, I'm not so sure about it's like the first time I saw Moore, I was like, I'm not so sure about these. And they can definitely the Tone City ones can definitely be a little bit hit or miss, and I remember that from when I was there. But a few of them really, really stood out, and I, I've got to say that um, these are really good. They're really, really good. I, I would say the Purple if you want a kind of light gain. That yeah, definitely that sounds my like favorite, quite up I think. my street. I think. As well. um, that was wicked. I would I would definitely put that on the pedal board if it was a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> what they need to do
3: is they need to make the Tone City Matt Knight signature, which actually all it is is it is a it's surround. Just- for yeah. the uh, pedals, <laughs> for micro-sized makes, pedals that stops them being That's mini so pedals. Good. You can plug any pedal, any it's... of their pedals, into it, and it turns it into yeah. a normal size pedal. So
2: it looks like a, a frame or like an outer exactly. jigsaw exactly. piece yeah, yeah. of the rest. Exactly. Oh, wonderful! Yeah.
4: And I'll, I'll um, um,
3: I, Matt, I can't believe you're holding out on us here. Like I realised we're talking about the uh, the signature pieces here, but Tone City do do a power supply. Looks
2: wicked.
4: I was actually going to say, Jay, a little geeky thing here for you. The little heat uses six milliamps. Six? (laughs) Yeah, it barely feels like it should even be powered. It should just be on. You know, you could you could power that with a foot pump. I reckon. <laughs> just get a uh, just a get bike. something that you'd use to
3: blow up an airbed. and just while you're while you're playing your, you know, instead of instead of playing your wire, instead of riding your wire when you're rocking out your Jimi Hendrix, just you know, pump yeah. up your pump up your uh, I, your footbed. Get
2: a balloon, and, uh, rub it on your hair. You probably- <laughs> exactly, exactly.
4: Um, you know, yeah, you could power it from your Tesla. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think
3: they probably produce more than six milliamps. I got to be honest. Mm. Yeah, but uh, you know maybe maybe
4: not maybe they're very efficient I don't know.
2: But they <laughs> uh, they weren't the only pedals that you picked up the Ten Cities you also got something a bit more not- a bit more boutique.
4: Yes. So on uh on the other side of things, I, I finally got hold of the Deep Oggin. The Thorpey Effects um, From Thorpey Effects. So the Deep Oggin was their, I believe one of their first collaborations with Dan Coggins of uh, former Love Tone pedal designer, and obviously now on board Thorpey full-time designing, helping design their new range of pedals, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but the oggin, I think, was Nam. Last year, if I remember rightly. Um, And this is based off... um, I think it's... I think I've read a couple of bits. Basically like a C1 type vibe. Um, I think they really love the C1. Um, You know, it's got a great preamp to it. So it feels really musical. Um, You know, because it almost feels like it's reacting to how hard you're sort of digging in. Um, But the one thing, obviously... With a lot of things like CE1, you've got a chorus mode and a vibrato mode. And basically, the vibrato mode is exactly the same, just minus any dry signal. That's all Mm. the vibrato actually is. So what I really like about this is if you turn the blend control to maximum, it cuts out all the dry signal and goes into the vibrato mode. So if you're then running it in stereo or something like that. So you can go really, really extreme, but you can also go way more vintage and because it's got a volume control on it which i absolutely love you can actually use it almost like a little bit of a boost so almost just past zero is unity gain and then you can actually boost it way up from that Um, and it sounds great it's got a real ce a proper like ce1 like vintage chorus vibe to it Um, spent loads of time just sort of dialing it in and just couldn't really dial in a bad sound Um, I even managed to dial in a bit of that sound. What's the start of that Nirvana track where it's just like, you can tell it's just like a chorus, like massively dimed. And it's just
3: going. Not that that one. It's the one that
4: just starts with like, all you can hear is like the up and down of the sine wave of the chorus. Or maybe it's in the verse or something. I can't remember, I'll have to find it. But there's basically you can tell it's Kirk Bain just DS1 into his Electroharmonics polychorus, just cranked. Um, so you can get some pretty wild sounds out of it. Spent some time, even though it's not technically chorus, uh being it with the old DC2. Um and as much as DC two still sounds incredible, um, I thought the Oggin was a little bit more musical. I think that preamp really? just kind really? of um Wow. That is high praise indeed. Well, the thing is, I'm running it kind of mono, and uh, right. there is wet dry um, with this one. But I think the DC two. If you if you run the switch on like one or two, and maybe you're using it in a you know in a track that's, or to fat up. That's what I do when stuff, I use the
2: DC on bass. It's yeah on yeah. one.
4: But this, I, I I kind of wanted more. I've, I've sort of been lusting after it, like you were saying, Joe, before C C one.
2: I'm still C2. like finger on the trigger on a on a C two. Yeah, I I
4: mean I, I would say, you know, CE2 you know, CE two W obviously is the modern one, but the organ's really good. Love the preamp in it. Um, yeah, I
2: I have to say that is quite exciting. The preamp is Yeah. Cause I was looking at old CE1s, which go for about £250.
4: Yeah. And um, um I've I've got one in of our office. I've got one in our office. So when I can finally go back to the office at some point, I'll grab it and do some some deeper comparisons. But a little bit more pedalboard friendly than a CE1. Right. Um but uh, I think as well if I remember rightly the early C1s and I'm sure I remember Thorpe telling me this before, but the early CE ones were a little bit more tuned to keyboards because I think that was part of the original yes. design. Yeah. Um, and then after the guitar players started using them more, I think they actually altered the preamp circuit a little bit. Oh, really? Um, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. they
2: always were sort of designed for keyboards.
4: No, no, yeah, so they, they sort of moved it more to a guitar focus and I think they changed some of the values inside in some of the later ones. Um, so this Ooh. one feels like a little bit more finely tuned. Um, on that and um then in the box as well he also um included the new bunker uh which is his uh or should i say Thorpey's take on the uh, love tone brown source which is a pedal that i haven't um fully tried obviously the love pedal stuff is super super expensive but effectively was a take on a Marshall Plexi um, but this does some way like wilder stuff um, so straight away I kind of dialed in this like amazing sort of amp like Marshall Crunch I guess um, uh-huh. but once you start playing around with the texture control it all goes a bit like weird but not, weird like, not weird like a fuzz factory like not that weird, but it's just it gives you some more interesting, like harmonic content. Um, so I think what it does, i I've, I did read somewhere a little bit more deeper into it, but I think it like creates more like harmonic overtones, but they're really like interactive with one another. So if you turn up the drive control, the texture really changes the amount of gain. Um, And then, obviously, it also adjusts the way the tone sounds. So then you've got a three-way mode selector, which just offers kind of like different, um, almost like top-end levels. Um, But you can then hit the source button, and it bypasses the tone stack completely, um, and basically gives you a little bit of a boost, because it's not running through the texture control or the tone control or the mode switch. Um, You get this sort of really cutting, sort of like high-gain drive, but much more like like a modded... Marshall sort of like turned up to 10. It was really, really good to try. I think if you've got like a a clean amp and you want more amp-like distortion, that's definitely one that sort of um, sort of felt that, but it didn't feel like that sort of, you know, Eddie Van Halen brown sound in a box, yeah. you know, that sort of like real bassy sort of um, 5150 vibe. This felt much more like a kind of Angus Young ACDC sort of, you know, cranked plexi sort of vibe
2: did you have like a a a plexi style pedal on your board or that you're using regularly before the bunker turned up to compare it to sort of thing
4: yeah so we've i've got the marvel fx oh yeah of course is it Marvel? have you got that one the right. ram- the Ramble Drive
2: yeah the Ramble Ramble Effects Marvel Drive
4: that's it That's <laughs> yeah. it. yeah um, yeah so I, I did a bit of A-Bing with that and I found this I found the Thorpey way more musical um, actually the Marvel Drive found it a bit too bright um, really for, really, right. for me um, and then I wanted to A-B it with my JHS uh, Andy Timmons signature um, uh-huh. but it broke
2: This episode of Guitar Nerds is brought to you by Shergold Guitars and their latest electric guitar, the Provocateur. Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergo Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and So I Watch You From Afar and many others, comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars. Designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle, and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA-made Seymour Duncan pickups, it's easy to see why Guitarist magazine officially voted the Provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019. You can find your nearest Shergold dealer at ShergoldGuitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at ShergoldGuitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. Going on now at Guitar Center, the Ernie Ball Great Gear Giveaway, where one lucky winner will win over $50,000 in prizes from Ernie Ball Music Man. SKB, Electro Voice, Dynachord, Pedal Train, Vic Firth, Latin Percussion, Zildjian, Tune Track. Guitar Center, DNA Guitar Gear, DW, Remo, TC Electronic, Blue Microphone, Universal Audio, Ampeg, Orange Amplifiers, JHS Pedals, Korg, Martin Guitars and Ernie Ball. To enter, find codes inside selected packs of Ernie Ball strings in Guitar Center stores and at GuitarCenter.com between now and October 30th, US residents only. Visit ErnieBall.com slash Giveaway for full official rules. Ernie Ball presents the Great Gear Giveaway, going on now, only at Guitar Center.
4: <laughs> so I contacted JHS and they've kindly picked it up actually and are fixing it right now. Oh wow. Um for return. So but this one, harmonically a little bit different to some of the standard Marshall and a box pedals out there. Um definitely got a little bit more sort of tweakability to it. Um and actually a great way if you if you've sort of seen the Love Tone pedals, you know, sort of the original English boutique pedal company, go, yeah, I really can't afford to like thousand pound price tag that some of their pedals go for it's like i'll just get one of these instead and it's obviously (laughs) got all the modern i guess that's the great thing about revisiting some of these designs is that you can take you know a lot changes in 20 plus years you go yeah i wish i could do that or i wish i'd done that and i think that's exactly what they've done here and made a smaller more compact version of that so uh i look forward to at one point the i think they did the was it the brown sauce? No brown the, sauce, big the cheese, cheese, the cheese, cheese sauce. sauce, yeah, which was the fuzz and the drive in yeah. <clears> one. Yeah, so I wonder this, if the
3: cheese. What was the other one? The cheese cheese balls. Cheese balls is the, that JHS, was the JHS one. Fuzz, yes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah and we, we've that got was one of those based, somewhere. Yeah, that was based off of the cheese sauce.
4: Yes, and then obviously uh, Thorpey came out with the Field Marshal, which is yeah. the Mark II version of the Big Cheese Fuzz. Um because obviously the original designer. I mean, you can't really get much closer, can you, than the original designer working on the second version Yeah, yeah that he exactly. made like 20 years ago. But that looks really cool. I, I actually think the Field marshals some of the sounds you can get out of that feels like it could be a, a great alternate take on something like a Fuzz Factory, that sort of crazy, sort of modulated upper octave. Yeah, sort of, that uh, sort of like over-squashed, um, yeah. be-in-a-box sort of thing. B- and uh, bizarrely enough, one of the pedals I've never owned. What the Field Marshal? No, Fuzz Factory.
2: Oh, the Fuzz. You've never owned a I've Fuzz. Even I owned a Fuzz
4: Factory. Fuzz. I know. I know. I'm. Um, it's something that I'm. I'm. I am currently looking to fix. I, I would. I would like Ugh. Fuzz Factory.
2: You need to. Yeah, you should get a Fuzz Factory. I, I regret selling my Fuzz Factory. Actually, not that I ever used it, but it was definitely on all over sort of the early Polybeth records for the guitar parts. Um, yeah, yeah to, like. A, I feel like whenever I'm looking for one of those glitchy fuzzes now, all I ever do is compare it to to a fuzz factory, which sort of you, you end up being like... You know, it's it's not a, if it's better than a fuzz factory. It's about can this pedal sound as good as a fuzz factory? <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. of them as being the industry standard, which it's just, you know, there are so, so many fuzzes here. I, re- I bought a new um, uh, big, like uh, a, a massive... Uh, bookcase sort of thing but it's like shelving that runs the entire length of uh my workshop downstairs and then I it, it's it's you know like little square holes in each of each of them so I've labeled each one with an effects type and then th- put all the effects that we have in each thing so there's like a but I've you know I've foolishly did modulation as one and modulation ended up spilling over into three and I was like I could have definitely separated this out into like chorus phaser and other or something like that but it doesn't matter but i've got you know all of those things now and fuzz is taking up like four cubby holes i don't know i think 60 maybe <laughs> fuzz pedals <laughs> i'm not sure yes. there's there's a lot of fuzz pedals
4: i, I definitely um, have way more drive pedal because i I, when I was putting i was thinking about this um this pedal board build that we're going to do in the new year joe and i was like oh, hmm. I need to like sort of you know trying a bunch of drive pedals and i was like God, i need to add some more modulation i'm like i really don't have enough modular delay pedals no problem fuzz pedals no problem <laughs> everything else is just like it's a bit How many, it's a bit barren have you,
3: have you got enough dimension pedals to keep you going
4: no but i have now got a lot of pink pedals i could in fact do an entire pink pedal board i think oh. uh, yeah no i probably could could definitely
2: Mm, it's impressive. I'm
3: I'm currently wearing a pink sweatshirt and a slightly different pink uh, pair of Adidas tracksuit bottoms. I'm nice. full. I, I went. To, I got seriously into the comfort zone before podcasting. Mm. You know, to oh, I'm offset having to spend some time with you guys. And uh, <laughs> yeah. just before we went down, I, I just before we started, I went downstairs and to grab a drink. And Maddie saw me. and She was like, "What on earth are you doing?" <laughs>
1: uh,
3: just, but you know, it's fine. I'm just, I'm just dressed like a marshmallow. It's, <laughs> it's how I get comf- comfortable in the evening. So I don't know what to tell you.
2: I yeah, uh, I think for twenty twenty one, I'm gonna sort of like fully commit to this burgundy mist thing, you know.
3: Oh yeah, just I'm gonna do just, get a a burgundy mist uh, sleeve.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I could do. Yeah, why see not? If can, see if you
3: can see if you can see if you can get, get a really ir- tattooed
2: burgundy mist.
3: Yeah, I reckon. See if you can get a really irresponsible tattoo artist to mix some uh, metal
2: flake into the ink. Oh, I wonder if you can get that done. I tell you what, if I can get that done, I'll get that done. Um, you look like Edward Cullen, just like uh,
3: glittering in the moonlight.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Matt, do you still have the, is there heavy water still on your board? Like, is there a, a you, you still no, have No, because you have it. Oh, do yeah. I have the heavy water? Are you
4: sure? <laughs> yes. Because well, I think oh, we got uh, two, and we I gave do, one yes, away. So, yes, I do. Yeah, and uh, the other one we tried at um, when we did Gear of the Year, which yeah, that's right. It, we're coming round to again. I can't believe it's been. Oh oh wait, it's nearly here! It's nearly here. And uh, but if you're if you're not using it, Joe, please send it. Yeah, to was, me. That, I will, was that the last? Was that last time
3: we were all in the same room?
4: the last time we were all in the same room. Just, just
2: for what it's worth, what? I think it's at Jay's. Uh, that one. I don't Jay, think so. Jay, Jay's got a bunch of pedals. I don't think I've got that. I haven't mm.
4: got any Thorpey pedals here. Jay is, uh, no, yeah. Jay's also got the Future Factory. Is it I do situation? have that. And I've, I, I played really that might. the other day. It's wicked.
2: Cool. You've got the the Hot Tone multi-effects as well, I think. I do, That's yeah. The, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to compare it the other day to some things, and I was like, oh, I just have the empty box of this. Yep. Know.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you know, the uh, the... The uh, uh, Port Portslade division of uh, <laughs> his, his swap
2: shop is open for business. Right, of
4: course.
2: ready. I should pop around. And, and Matt, do you have a FX committed to one of your pedal boards at the moment?
4: Uh, yeah, my. I, so I started started work on the uh, the big pedal board. Uh, put the organ on there. Got the Dane on there, which uh, is irreplaceable. Uh, it is to me that the. the, the the best drive that I have played and and own. Do you not um, just use
2: the heavy water side of the Dane then?
4: Ah well the way I've uh I have my Dane custom modded. Um can't say who did it though. Um <laughs> and uh they put two extra jacks on it so that the Dane side the boost side and the drive side are now separate. <laughs> uh so I can run them in two separate loops and then change the order. And turn them on and off individually. So I use the boost side as a make gooder. And then I have the drive side uh, for when I want the drive. Um, Very nice. But yeah, no, I use it I use it all the time. All the time. It's wicked. Yeah. Yeah. They are fantastic.
2: Incredible build quality. Like, you know, they're, they're a top end price point. But you are absolutely getting bang for your buck. This is what we think, thoroughly recommend.
4: Yeah. And I think just quickly going back to that thing uh, I said earlier about finding your uh, finding your style finding your uh, your voice in terms of a pedal design. Um I think, you know, they could have gone down the route of a normal chassis and uh they've gone to something sort of totally different that really works and now they're sort of instantly recognisable, I think. It's uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: They are fantastiche. Um Jay Cross, you have finally finished a bass you've been working on for a little while. A little while, Joe, I
3: would say is uh being polite to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I managed to buy kind of the, uh, the skeleton, the, the more than the skeleton, I'd say the skeleton and, you know, some of the internal organs and, uh, a good part of the a cadaver, the, a, a little bit more than a cadaver, but let's be honest, not much, um, of a, uh, Fender Mark Hoppus jazz bass. Um, and I, I looked it up when I bought it and it was actually, uh, two and a half years ago. So this has been <laughs> quite an ongoing project and by project, I of course mean I brought it home and put it in a gig bag and, uh, put it in the back of the gear room and left it there for a while. And actually I, a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get this sorted out. And, uh, and I did get it sorted out and, um, I've now got a working Fender Mark Hoppus Jazz bass in Surf Green, um, and it's great. It's just absolutely fantastic. I mean, you know, we've we've talked a lot, and I've talked a lot about how I just I my P bass. I absolutely love it. It's uh, probably I would say, I you know, I don't know how I'd react in these things, and I don't want to make life people who've gone through them, but. Uh, it's what I would. It's my like hypothetical. Right, if there was a fire, that's what I'd grab. Is right. my P bass, um, and um, you know I, I absolutely love it, and I've got no intention of getting rid of it. But uh, the big problem that I've always had with with jazz bases is they don't sound like P bases. Um,
2: <laughs> I saw you put that in a post earlier.
3: They they don't sound like P basses. They sound like jazz basses, which is fine, but um, I like P basses. And so the thing I like about the Mark Coppers is it's a jazz bass body with a P bass pickup. so it's a reverse P bass pickup. Which oh, is, is it the reverse?
2: Oh, I thought yeah. yours was an earlier one. Even though I saw it a little while ago, that obviously didn't go in. So yours is the reverse pickup. Huh. Oh wait, no, it's not. You know what? I hadn't even
3: noticed until I've got oh, the two can. up here because I because they they were reversed for
2: a that, while, were, weren't they? Uh, they hardly made any of those. It was really on. To be honest, Blink One Eighty Two were hardly a band when he when he had the reverse pickup uh, thing done. I, I think mean, I it was think that's true, but okay. It, it was it was only done for the. Um, it, it was in that real interim uh, period because he had first of all he had these ones done. They were the first um, which iteration. So the ones that you have, which are surf colours, yeah, um, is Seymour Duncan quarter pounder the right way round with a precision based yes. neck, and that was kind of like um, uh, um, enema of the state um to take off your pants and jacket. But a round take off your pants and jacket when they started wearing all black, they Fender introduced a white and a black version of that base. I don't
3: don't remember those at all. This is the only one that I remember.
2: No, yeah, you could get a white or a black one, both with a black scratch plate. Way more classic, but still with the pickup the right way round. And -hmm. then towards the end of that run, they reversed the pickup, but I think very few were made. And then he obviously went off and did plus 44, and that's when the reverse pickup version came out and that was available in a trans blonde with a torque guard or you could get it in a trans surf green with a um uh with a Perloid guard. And then I think those two models stayed current into the uh into sort of you know the Blink one eighty two time. But of course when Blink one eighty two came back after that he started playing Jaguar bases with um with precision pickups instead, which is what he's using now. But
3: well, well, I tell you what—if he isn't here for bass-related queries, what
2: on earth is he here for? How about
3: that? I tell you what, Joe, I'm very impressed. But they
2: are great bases, aren't they? Those even no, those it's first great. ones are wonderful.
3: It is great. It's it's great. I I really like it. I mean, I actually think the neck will take a little bit of getting used to because really? it is, well, it's it's nowhere near as thick as my P bass neck. Um, mm, that's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 noticeably uh, it's noticeably thinner,
2: shallower or narrower
3: uh both definitely right. both okay. yeah 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 i've just i've got i've got i'll lean away from the mic yeah i've got i've got my hands on both of them now and yeah i mean the the i don't i haven't measured the nut width but it's it's considerably thinner um yeah i'll have to do some measurements and see what see what i come out with but uh yeah they are uh it's, it's a very very different neck shape and it's uh, the
2: Duncan Quarter Pounders you've got in there.
3: Yes, it is. Yeah, the uh, Baselines, which was yeah, I think some yeah. sort of sub brand that they did. Well, they, um, they were
2: yeah, it, they were called Baselines only when they first came out, which marks that as an older one. And then okay. they eventually realised that that logo looks rubbish, and so it they, does look they, rubbish. Yeah, they it removed does. it and yeah. just had this. It say Seymour Duncan after. Right. That. Okay. So yeah. I have those same pickups, but I bought them maybe four or five years ago, uh-huh. and they just say Seymour Duncan on them now. It's the same pickup <laughs> right. set. But yeah, they yeah, lost yeah. But the baselines thing.
3: Yeah, the logo does look, it does look pony. So, um, I'm glad they changed that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's great. I really like it. Um, and I just, uh, I plugged it in for the first time, uh, just very briefly. I, I literally just plugged it in through a, um, because I mean, I'm, I'm not going to plug it into my, uh, 8x10, you know, let's this, <laughs> this be real. Uh, so I, I literally, I plugged it into a, uh, uh, I've got a Mustang GTX 50 here and I just plugged it into that and, um, I had a, play through a couple of couple of settings 1 through the 57 basement uh sound the 59 basement sound which was which was really cool but a bit too uh woolly uh so you probably would have liked it mm. and uh then also I, I literally just was like right I'll just quickly build a uh, a base uh, a bass amp, and I I selected the studio preamp, which is just like as dry as possible. And uh, I was like, yeah, cool. I don't, I literally don't, need, didn't, even, didn't need to change the EQs. they were all set at twelve, <laughs> 12 o'clock, and it sounded wicked. It sounded really good. No, uh, so, uh, no
2: tone control on the Hoppus bass.
3: Why would you need? Why on earth would you need that? It's already set to go. <laughs> That's the thing about tone controls: is that they're set to go or like slightly less go. You it, you can taper off the go. And um, you know, I just I don't understand why you need it. It look it looks better, minimalism, bloody lovely. Just get that volume. I mean, I I barely need the the volume control. Let's be honest. Yeah, I only need that when I'm when I'm, you know, re- I don't know if I haven't got a, a tuner, which was a lot of t- a lot of the time. Um, yeah, no, it's wicked. I'm re- I'm really glad that I've got it. It's uh it's cool to have it's cool to have a second bass. Actually, this is the first time I've had a jazz bass in. I don't know, ten, not quite, no, not 10 years. Because the the pop punk band that I was in, which broke up nearly 10 years ago, I played a jazz bass all, almost the whole time. Um, and then maybe two years after that, I sold my jazz bass and that's when I got my P bass. So um, yeah, first time I've had a jazz bass in, in a long time. Um, and yes, it's wicked. It's really cool. I, I, I prefer like, I like the like way jazz
2: bass sit on you like because there's more body mass which is also why mark obis went for the jazz bass body shape just right. because because there's so much mass on a jazz bass that's such a big heavy body yeah and he, he thought that complemented the the kind of the big clangy middle heavy punchy nature of a, a p bass which i completely uh-huh. agree with i actually think hmm. it's a, a lovely combination that's odd that it kind of took until whenever that bass came out like 2000 i know that's 20 years ago now but odd that it took that long <sighs> yeah. to sort of uh to to even become a standard and i think it's no wonder that that bass has had so many iterations since then Yeah, because it it, it, it transcends him and i think that style i think as just being a really usable version of a p bass Ridical.
3: yeah yeah absolutely i tell you the other thing that uh has really caught caught me really caught me off guard actually is because i think i kind of bought into this whole hype that you know, you shouldn't change bass strings because they sound better once they're bedded in. They do. Uh, and I think that's absolute rubbish. Uh, and um, I had completely forgotten how much I like the sound of new bass Zingy strings. Because yeah. I, I haven't changed strings on my on my P bass for eight. I mean, obviously, I haven't played a gig on it. Well, I mean, when was the last time anyone played a gig on it? It's probably close. I think I played, a, I played a couple of gigs around this time last year. Yeah. Um, And I've not. Obviously not changed the string since then. And yeah, just uh this I had set up at GAC um last week and had a new set of strings put on there. It, it sounds so good. Those like zingy poppy, um, really bright. Oh, it sounds it sounds,
2: I mean it sounds like a guitar, it's wicked. Well it sounds like a piano, mate. That's what basses sound like when they've got new strings on them. Oh, I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The um you know, new tone strings do like uh, a set of round wounds that are designed to sound like old round wounds.
3: Do they do a set of uh, round mounts that's designed to sound like new? Because that's what I want.
2: <laughs> well, no, but Ernie Ball have recently introduced flat wound bass strings that are designed to sound like round wound strings.
3: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Which is interesting. So you can have, like, the feel of flats, but the, the sound of round. I imagine it will be duller. I've got a set, and they even do them in a heavy enough gauge that I can put them in the weird tunings that I have. Mm-hmm. But I'd want to put it on my 69P bass, and my 69P bass has the same strings on it from when I bought
3: from it. From 90s... Oh, okay, sorry. Well,
2: no, from when I bought it three <laughs> years ago. And just around now, those strings are starting to sound perfect.
3: Really? So I don't, don't like, want to... Oh, yeah, I just... I. I... I mean obviously it depends what you're doing but just it really took me aback how much better it sounded for me how yeah. much better it sounded with the uh with the the, the bright strings cuz actually I I used to change when I was playing regularly I used to change strings on my bass like, very regularly um because of that because I like the sound of it of it so much right um I I was probably changing strings I don't know once every once every couple of months probably wow. um yeah. just cuz i just i that, just I, and i sweat a lot so they dull down quite quickly I, that and, does make sense
2: Yeah. does like, changes bass strings every show i'm sure a lot of a lot of players do a
3: lot of like sort of funk players i guess yeah. probably would because again it's it's having that it's just like a different sound isn't it like a bit more of a pop and a bit more attack from it which yeah. which i guess if you're if you're kind of slapping does make a big difference um hmm. yeah makes sense yeah
2: for sure flats are definitely having a resurgence at the moment I really feel like they are like a lot of in the base world that is I think a lot of base players are starting to be like no this actually sounds fine you can kind of I, I don't know if it's because people are, it's,
3: it's because people have been in lockdown for too long and they're starting to <laughs> <laughs> starting to experiment in places where they really shouldn't be experimenting yeah, that's, that's, just need to need to calm down just go and buy some spicy chilies or something guys like you, probably it. Experiment in the kitchen or in the you know do yeah Really <laughs> <laughs> well there. Um,
2: Matt Knight um, yes. let's talk about phone apps
4: yes I, I really want to talk about this and I know Jay you were like oh do we have to and I was like yes because I genuinely think this is a good idea um, so I want to talk about an app called Knobs AI uh, which only has about 200 users discovered on Instagram over the weekend Um saw a little sponsored advert for it, and basically someone has gone, you know what's great about Instagram? Following people who take pictures of pedals. You know what's not great about that? You can't really see the settings that they're using. So this guy has basically created an app that is kind of like Instagram for guitar settings, but you take a picture of your guitar pedal and it automatically maps the controls, the settings, and the names of the controls when you take the photo, which I think is just ridiculous. Um, And then you can upload like sound examples and stuff. So it's such a cool way to like share your settings with people. And like, especially for, you know, for me and thinking about the boss side of things, you know, people are like, oh, how should I set a DS1 or a BD2 and stuff like that? And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. You can literally take a picture of a guitar pedal and it automatically goes, I I, I did it with the, um, the, Oggin, and it's just like, oh, the pedal the knobs are laid out like this, and they're set to this, like, position. And it missed a couple of the names only because it's quite difficult to read on the Chrome, but you can just go in and manually change it. And I'm like, this is wicked. So every time, especially even if you're just, like, messing around at home, you're like, oh, yeah, I found this wicked sound on the fuzz pedal. And I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to forget it. It's like, don't worry about, like, getting your marker out and, like, you know, writing all over your secondhand clon clone that you spent five thousand pounds on. Take a photo of it with Nobs AI. Memorises all the settings for you. That is absolutely incredible. I, I, I'm I'm just like this is a genius idea, and someone needs to talk about it. And I even I'm, do- I'm
3: downloading guy. it right now, Matty. And if this turns out to install some dodgy stuff on my phone, then <laughs> we'll
4: see we're all, we're all in uh, the same boat. um But yeah, I, I, I thought this was wicked. Yeah, you can down sound. You can put. You can add sound examples on there. You can put notes about the pedal and the settings. And um, I thought it'd be, a, a, you know, a great thing to, like, build a community, even, like, guitar nerds being on there. And it's like, oh, we've just got this new pedal in. It's so, like, here are the settings that we've, we've tried for it and stuff. And you can follow people just like Instagram. You can like their posts. You can like the sound oh, that's settings. That's really
2: good. That's
4: oh, really good. You've got to create an
3: account. I just want to browse Oh, oh that's 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 frustrating but it's okay i trust you matty so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead with it
4: yeah it's um i think it's cool um i i'm i'm really into it and I, I messaged the guy and was like i think this is a really good idea and uh i hope it does really well and uh yeah i i just wanted to say for everyone listening it's worth downloading and you know getting some feedback on it. I think this guy has got a cool idea and we need to shout about it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And if you
3: work out how to turn down the feedback, if you could take a picture of your settings, <laughs> let us know. That would be really useful.
2: Yeah. Very good. Very good. Very good. Right. Well, before we um, before we end this, this week's episode and go over into the Patreon-exclusive episode of our Halloween special where we're going to be talking about Halloween effects, Halloween guitars, We're going to talk about nightmare horror stories from working in a guitar shop. And we've got some cool questions about punk rock guitar rigs as well. We're going to go and talk about those. But before we do, we should, at 55 minutes into this podcast, this hour-long podcast, we should try and do some news. News! News! We've definitely only got time for one piece of news. News. What's it going to be, Matt and Jay?
4: Um... Why
3: don't mm. I reckon do the uh do the do the solid
4: gold I reckon. Yeah, I definitely think less yes, you know, bit of pedals, Vibrato's is a bit spooky.
2: We've been yeah, we've been we've been pretty pedal heavy. We should definitely do this. Solid Gold, a wonderful company that we very much uh get behind and think make some fantastic pedals here on the podcast. Um. It, yeah. They've they've released a new pedal, Matt Knight. one tell us about it.
4: Yes, the new 33 vinyl engine. First of all, as we always say, looks incredible. Um, yeah. and solid gold effects. Having uh, you know, tried their stuff. Um. A little bit more in depth recently, Jay, when you sent me some stuff uh, before, Mm. um, we know that these guys make some incredible uh, sounding bits of kit. And this is a kind of real lo-fi modulator. So think um, vibrato, think, as they say, uh, you're looking through your grandma's attic, dusting off boxes of memories and junk alike. You come across a box of LPs and 45s, some classics in there with some cheesy country albums the one thing they all have in common is their sound the sound of vinyl the vi- the random crackles and pops of a worn out disc and that's kind of what you get with this um seems to be a bit of a trend in the uh pedal world at the moment you had things like the chase bliss um cooper effects generation loss um a kind of real sort of low fi vibe, vibe so you've got speed flutter ramp hiss blend and level this um, is brilliant yeah, and then you've uh, you've got a sort of a tap tempo or hold slash ramp control, oh, yes. um, but you've you can also like make it skip. Uh, you've got a little skip control there. Uh, you can change the color, the amount of crackle. Um, I think this is really cool. Um, so there's a few people demoing it. I think I saw Stefan from uh, Pedal Zone, and uh, also I, I I can't remember her full name, but Lip State. Um, She's like an amazing sort of ambient um, sort of guitar player, plays like a jazz master, loads of oh, I know amazing what you mean, pedals. Yeah. Novella, I think, is the artist's name that she goes under. Um, and uh, I saw her demo as well, and it's like, it sounds amazing. Um, it's the kind of thing I n- definitely need on my pedal board that you kind of want with a looper pedal. Oh, so yeah. Everything, everything runs uh, runs through that um but yeah just i think extremely cool you know it's nice to have something a bit weird and wonderful something you might put on your pedal board for a little bit of um i don't know you know a little bit of color um and a little zhuzh yeah the one thing actually i think is nice about seeing a few more of these although actually thinking about it now they're all probably roughly the same price i remember there was um when i first got into playing guitar zvex that we were talking about earlier was one of the brands I really got into early on and they had the Lo-Fi Loop Junkie which there was their like 10 second looper pedal but it degraded Uh, as it but yeah it kind of basically made everything sound like you just recorded it onto an old vinyl and I was like oh I'm never going to be able to afford that but I was like 13 and it was like 300 quid and now I'm looking at this going oh that sounds great it's like yeah just like that pedal that I couldn't afford which you Know now, I'm like, actually, it's the same, it's the same they're all the same price. What so pedal was that? Three. Sorry, the lo fi loop junkie, okay. Uh, oh. which was lo fi, which was basically a lo fi looper, it only looped hmm. for yeah, like 10 seconds or something. The um, the thing that I always think about with pedals like this,
3: uh, and I wish I bought one, and I was just looking at it on reverb, which is why I stopped paying attention to you. Sorry, um, okay. is the uh, electroharmonics analogizer. Yes, um, which I just thought was such a great pedal. Basically, what it did is it took your pedal and made it sound bad, it just took your guitar signal and just went, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it kind of sounds like it used to, but now it sounds bad. And I'm like, This is great, <laughs> absolutely wicked. Um, one of the things that we used to do with it was put it after uh digital delays so that you could get the kind of uh precision of a digital delay, but with the the like warmth and uh, yeah, like the the kind of like splutteriness and uh, just the analog sounding vibe of a of, a, of an analog delay, um, but with with a digital delay, uh, the EHX Analogizer is what it's just one of those weird pe- pedals that kind of seems to have it never really had a place in the world, um, but it's it's still it's still current as far as I can tell. Um, I think they're wicked. I might get one of these because it's it's they're very very cool. They yeah, yeah,
2: they are very, very cool. Yeah, I definitely need something like this in in my life. I think I'm gonna to have to invest in one of these uh these new thirty threes.
4: Yeah, I think um I, I I posted in the group actually, um, I think yesterday, Andy thing who I've talked about before, sort of ambient guitar player, and he was talking about his, his sort of setup and he was using, yeah, one of those Chase Bliss Cooper sounds I think Cooper sounds. Um Generation loss, and I was like, Oh man, it's so cool because you can record a loop, and then you've got this sort of lo fi like filter engine that you can like have at the top of it. I was like, That's wicked. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think there might be a good little pedal to invest in,
2: Mm. yeah, yeah, absolutely, super cool. Now that is, uh, we're pretty much drawing to the end of this week's free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, listen to an entire extra episode of Guitar Nerds every week over on our Patreon site, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. You can find that in the description of this podcast episode as well. As I said, this week it's our Halloween special, so we're going to be taking some questions from the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum, all about Halloweeny stuff plus we'll talk about Halloweeny guitars and Halloweeny effects Halloweeny. Halloweeny. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello, Weenie. <laughs> now, to become a Patreon supporter, it costs just a dollar a month, and you can enjoy the podcast ad free and early every week. At the $5 tier, you can enjoy an entire extra episode every week, plus access to our entire back catalogue of mini series. And at the $10 tier, you become an executive producer and you enjoy all those benefits, plus, you get your name sung in a very weird song at the end of each episode. <laughs> Follow us on all the major social platforms with at Guitar Nerds and join us on our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more of this Guitar Nerdery. Farewell. Hi, spooky ghost. Oh,
0: and so we must miss the worst and most disgraceful of people who have chosen to contribute. to Morning, Harris. That's right. It's Paul, Drew, and Russell, Kristen Albert, Jan, Ty, Allen, Yogi, the guitarist, and Modian Modius. Oh, Kyle, Harris, Crowdlifter and Todd Simons. Ridge, Creswell, Joe Huppert, and Sean Hughes. Michael Howe, Brian Hansen, Shane, M., and Jeffrey Watt. Eric Cameron, Samuel Frost, Brian Einsler, Noah Yarin, Vanden Linden, Jacob McGee and Andy Manley, Scott Hutching and Robert Butterworth, Simon Millboy, Marcus Howard, O'Connor, Stuart Robson and Neil Newton, Christian Lutherford, Keith Adams, Michael McVeigh, Eric Fyre, Andrew Good, Joe Bucket, Marilyn Peters, Richard Sutton, Jack Cutmore, Ken Sayers, and Adrian Day, Abe Matthews, Sean Hughes, John Anglin, Rob Grewal, Tucker Abbotton, Ernie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagle, Moore, and Alan Sherman, Dave Lee, Jake Gray, Scott Kennedy, Blake Wyman, Christopher Lowsett, Hans Derek Rich, Rob Nordvik, Steve Burtle, JD Schock, Robin Smith, Brad Page, Andy McKenzie, Scott O'Brien, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, and of course, Moon Grabbit. The scariest. Thumbs up, buggers who have ever supported a podcast. Ooh. Hold up.